0: Hello, listeners. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Campion, and this is another episode of One Guest, One Drink, One Question, the most refreshing pod on the net. Now, you know the rules already, I'm sure, but if you don't, here's how it goes. Every episode, I'll bring on one new guest. We'll share one drink together, and then I'll ask them one question that we try to get to the bottom of. In this week's episode, I have a good friend of mine. His name is Jared. Jared, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: Hey Camp. Uh I'm doing pretty good. Woke up, play a little World of Warcraft classic. Nice. Um made you the drink we're sharing today. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's about it. And I think it's gonna be a perfect drink for this kind of rainy, cloudy day. Um so but before we get into the drink, um well well let's go ahead and give some shout-outs or some toast. Do you have anyone you'd like to shout out?
1: Um. Yeah, I'd like to shout out Nikki T, a uh, buddy of mine. He's an EMT here in Seattle. I think you know him.
0: Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. A great buddy of mine as well. Shout out to Nikki T. Thanks for all the work that you're doing. I know you're a, a big supporter of the podcast, and we're a big supporter of you. So thanks for listening. So um, Jared, what drink did you bring for us today? So I made a
1: my own version of a oolong. oolong tea latte and it's just got um it's oolong tea that my girlfriend got when she was in taiwan so it's actually pretty fancy Mm -hmm. and then um we just got a little costco honey in it and then um some oat milk and then we have a little handhold frother we frothed it up and then i splashed a little cinnamon on top Mm -hmm. and the cinnamon i don't know if it really comes through in the flavor but it looks pretty when you look at the drink and that's why i added it
0: Definitely, but, you know, you you got to go for that Instagram style, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been trying to do like the little home home style baristas here because you don't really go out a lot mm-hmm. under quarantine and, you know, it's a it's a fun way to save money. We've been doing the whole Dalgona matcha thing, uh, matcha lattes and everything.
0: Damn, that sounds awesome. It seems like you're kind of, you're getting into new recipes and, and learning a lot at home. Yeah. it's so great. Um, and so why did you pick the Oolong Tea Latte versus other sort of home, home drinks that you're making? Um, I like the
1: Oolong Tea Latte because it's the drink that I, I make the most. It's fast. I just steam it or heat up some water and then throw it in, add a little honey, splash of oat milk, froth it up. You're good to go. Like When you have to make like the matcha or like the like dalgona thing, it takes a while. And for me, it's like I get up in the morning and then I like pretty much walk over to my laptop and get ready to work. And I'm like, I want some tea, start the morning. And yeah, I think it worked out good uh, for today. Worked out well, um, but with it being cloudy and whatnot. So, yeah, that's why I want it.
0: Definitely. And I know you're not a coffee drinker, so I think tea is is the perfect uh, solution here for us.
1: Coffee's too bitter. Yeah, I know you love your coffee and Mm -hmm.
0: awesome well let's go ahead and take our first sip but before we do i just want to double back on those shout outs uh we shouted out to Nikki t he's a first responder shout out to other first responders any last shout outs from you
1: um i'd like to shout out uh my girlfriend megan i was feeling personally a little sick uh right when quarantine started i tested negative for the covid so I was all good, but she she definitely helped take care of me when I had a fever and she managed to not get sick at all either. So it's quite quite awesome. impressive.
0: Shout out to Megan. Um let's go ahead and uh raise our drinks and say cheers and take our first sip. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <sighs> wow, that is that is quite interesting.
1: Yeah. I wish I should have used a different kind of honey. Cause I don't like the Costco honey. We just got as much. We actually have some, uh, New Zealand Manuka honey and Rata honey and some other stuff. New Zealand's kind of got a, got a thing going for their honey. And I should have added that to make it really special for the podcast, but you got the, uh, the usual,
0: you know, I really like it. Um, I didn't have a, a sip before we started recording. So this was actually my first sip and, uh, it's so warm. It's it's like a hug on a cold day, kind of.
1: Ah, uh, good. Glad you like it.
0: Yeah, I, I think one one um, flavor wise thing that I would compare it to is almost like the milk after um, cereal, but heated up. Are you getting that taste at all, or or no?
1: No, I totally know what you mean for sure. Because it's like it's got just that little bit of like sugar that permeated it and it's Mm -hmm. but then it's yeah it's warm yeah i i love the milk after cereal so maybe that's why i'm a fan
0: yeah and and what's your choice of oat milk uh like what brand what um and why oat milk over other uh milk alternatives
1: um let's see my choice of oat milk would probably be chobani oat or oatly Mm oatly is pretty popular um This one was just like uh, silk oat milk. I would not recommend it. No shout-outs for silk. Um, Okay. And then I I like oat milk. Um, I mean, I've always liked oatmeal and whatnot, but almond and cashew and other – and soy milk and stuff. I feel like oat milk is a little more uh, environmentally friendly too. And uh, when Mm -hmm. I was in England – with Megan like three years ago we had some oat milk over there and I, and I came back and I was like cool I'll buy some oat milk here and it's been like until now that oat milk has really taken off in the state so been waiting for it gotta wow. gotta get on the hype train you know
0: yeah you you got on the hype train before it was hype yeah um, so that's awesome uh so Jared it's now time in the show for the big question of the day uh, are you ready for it
1: yeah I was born ready camp no I don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, I know you're a big volleyball player. Um, I've played with you in the past. You're way better than me, of course. Uh, and I know you continue to play um, throughout the years here. So my question is, uh, if you could add a new rule to volleyball, what would you add?
1: All right, so you, you prepped me on this this question beforehand. I was thinking about it. And I wouldn't necessarily add a rule. Okay. But I would change how a rule is implemented. So there's a rule against doubling, which is two contacts in a row. Okay. And that applies to setting as well, Mm -hmm. which is setting it being um, when you throw the ball up for the uh, hitter to hit it, Mm -hmm. spike the ball over, and like the thing is, is like you have to has to be really clean, and especially if you play any beach or like outdoor. It has to be like super clean and they call it so strict here that it's like there are people that have played for years and are like by all means good volleyball players mm-hmm. they can do like all the things and then they still can't set the ball with their hands or they won't set the ball with their hands because they don't want to lose the point because mm-hmm. it's like so technical
0: mm-hmm.
1: and for me I'm like why It's it's kind of like And then, if you watch the AVP, which is the professional beach, or the uh, FIVB, which is the international, Mm -hmm. they don't actually call doubles as strict as like local players will sometimes. Interesting. Like, it's like it can be called more strictly in like a local league than like college or NCAA, where they've actually started to relax the rule Mm -hmm. because it's like, they, they do it for, like, entertainment and stuff. But I think that we should relax it, especially for beginners and, like, you know, not – like, we're not professionals. So mm-hmm. it's, like, why should we all get into this sport and then be worried about setting the ball with our hands the entire time?
0: Yeah, so – A we, lot of people mm-hmm. – Oh, sorry. I was going to ask, could, could you explain, you know, this situation where you, you double it when you're setting – You know, is that when it it just hits your right hand like a millisecond before your left hand? Um, How does that work?
1: Yeah. So it's like you can have like you're supposed to come in clean and go out clean. Mm -hmm. And so to get around this, a lot of people will um, lift the ball, in my opinion, where they they let it they pretty much catch it and throw it slow. Mm. Um, Which I, I think is worse than if someone was to go a little faster with it. But if your hands touch the ball at different times when contacting it first, that's a double. Mm-hmm. And if as the ball leaves your hands, it leaves through your right hand first or your left hand first. And so I think that majorly relaxing that call would um, be really beneficial because it's like you you have like, you know, you want your friend or whatever to start getting into volleyball or you're new into volleyball.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you go to play and you set a ball and it looks just like what everyone else is doing, and it goes to where you want it to go, but then it comes out a little not clean, and it's like you lose the point.
0: Yeah, that, that it, can that can be annoying. It, it's it's almost like, like you're you're stifling people, their interest. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, and people people get um get way better at it. Of course, like most pros and stuff don't have any issues with it, or like even like just um, experienced players. But it's mm-hmm. kind of this barrier of entry, where some people n- literally never get past it their whole playing career. That I think mm. is like dumb. Like I'll play in a I'll play in a tournament, and like three people might set if it's like a beach tournament, mm-hmm. because they're so worried about getting called. And then half the people that are setting, it's like what would be like a lift indoors. Oh, uh, okay. Like it's like really slow that way it comes out clean mm-hmm. because they call it so strictly on the doubles, and so. On. And so I okay. think that relaxing it would be good because it's like how is anyone ever going to get good? And people will do it in pickup games too. So mm-hmm. it's like you don't get any chance to practice it except by yourself or if you want to get called and lose the points a bunch. And it's like if you're just playing for fun, why not let people work on their hands? Don't you want people to be good at setting? Exactly. You're, yeah. It, it, it limits yeah. the whole scene. And it and it limits um in and, and it limits like and it, carry, it has carryover effects all the way to like the professional levels of like women's beach, especially mm-hmm. where like a lot of um, players um, don't handset or like it's now like the younger girls are starting to do it a lot more. But for a long time, there's this like um, kind of stereotype or I don't want to say stereotype, but it was like this uh, thought mm-hmm. that girls, um, because their hands are smaller, they wouldn't be able to handset well. And so a lot of coaches just only taught them ever to bump set. But it's Mm -hmm. like girls are like totally just as capable as guys um, setting. And I I know a number of girls who set better than like most guys I know or like almost any. Right. So it's just like, it's just like not true. But people have
0: this like thought. Okay. Um, Can you compare this kind of strict rule to any other sports? Would it be like calling, you know, strict traveling and basketball? Yeah. It's exactly
1: like where if, if like you'll like you'll play like in an IMA league or something like that or in a rural and someone's calling traveling really strict, but then you watch, um, you know, in the NBA they have that gather carry gather step or whatever, mm-hmm. and so then it's like you see clips of them and it's like one two three four or like you will see pros literally like pick up the ball at half court and the refs just let it go, yeah. And these are professional level refs, like you know they saw that trap, yeah. They let it go for the viewability. And I think that the travel rule is like pretty easy to avoid in basketball, but at the same time, like loosening it up and like if someone like steps a little bit or they you know, when you first start playing, you're not having a ref call travel, travel, travel on like the beginning players every time. Same deal with like um that and then loosening it up a little bit allows for like some really cool plays to happen.
0: Yeah, and it I'm, just makes it it makes it more fun, right?
1: Yeah. I think so. Cause like when you're playing with friends and stuff, like it, you know, it's like, you don't, you don't need to call travel because they lost their footing. They slipped a little bit mm-hmm. kind of deal. Right. Same yeah. type of vibe. But if someone's like carrying the ball, like it's football and stuff, you're going to call it same with doubles. Of course. Like if someone's like chucking that ball up, spin on it, you know, it came off, came out clean, whatever.
0: Yeah. Like that kind in, of thing. In, a, in a casual play in volleyball, If they hit a double and it's barely noticeable, like, who cares? Let them play on. Um, Yeah, exactly. You're going to ruin someone's fun just for the sake of being kind of a stickler to the rules, right?
1: Yeah, and and it's like, if you want to play volleyball, are you having more fun Mm -hmm. if, like, you call a foot fault every single time on someone? And if you call doubles every single time? Or are you trying to get out there and actually hit a ball back and forth? You know, like, what's your goal in volleyball? Is it to actually play the game, or are you just trying to like win, 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 win? I don't know. It's like have fun with your friends.
0: Totally, it's it's way more fun to volley back and forth than to do you know one hit and say, oh foul, it's over, next next point, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it'll have a carryover effect to when people play in tournaments. They're way more used to setting. Everyone's better at it. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: Totally. But- well, uh, Jared, it's coming to the end of our time here on the podcast. I think we got a really great answer for, for the question of what new rule would we add. And it's really just a change of a current rule, a loosening um, in amateur leagues or just casual play of the, uh, what is it called? The two-hand rule? The two-double-pump rule? Doubling. Doubling. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it makes it, it it seem like people are not having fun because people are calling doubling so strictly and and maybe we should uh, make it a bit more loose so people can learn, people can enjoy themselves, people can actually play. Right. I think so. Awesome. Well, Jared, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, Before we go, do you have any final shout outs?
1: Um, Just a shout out to you camp for putting this together. It was fun. Thanks for the invite to the podcast.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you and shout out to you for for being a guest, for being a long-time listener, um, and for being a great volleyball player. It's always fun to play with you. So, (laughs) listeners, uh, I hope you enjoyed today's show. I hope you learned something that you can apply to um, your local volleyball games, if you so choose. Um, You know that this is the most refreshing new pod on the web. Every episode, we bring on one new guest. We share one new drink together. And we ask and answer one new question. We'll catch you next time. Stay safe in Seattle.